No G with a Z. P-O-D. Smoking Guns Podcast. That's right. We're here. Most of us are here. We have a majority today. Not well, It's not unanimous, but it's a majority. Uh, we are the Smoking Guns Podcast. We're a podcast that deals with professional football in the San Antonio area, including the San Antonio Gunslingers playoff bound. Um, yep. but, but road trip bound, and we'll talk about all of that. We also covered the San Antonio Brahmas of the XFL, still in offseason. We got a couple of quick hit notes to talk about with them, uh, as usual. Uh, I am Philip Higginbotham. I'm joined, as always, by Leo Yamas. What's up, Smoking Guns Posse? We are not joined by our good friend, R.C. Mm. Woods, who is feeling under the weather. Send prayers or positive mm. thoughts or... Whatever you do, whatever you're you're doing that direction, um, this is the Smoking Guns podcast. I feel like I have been podcasting every other day, like for a week. And you know why, Leo? I feel that way because I do I know have. why. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why RC's not here. She's just <clears throat> she's had her fill of of Philip Higginbotham for the week. I don't know. No, I, I hope you feel better soon, R- RC. Absolutely. Feel better. Uh, I did get an opportunity for the last week to go on Inside the Walls podcast twice. I went on the Rebound Show on Tuesday, and then Friday night we did game day live with Jim, uh, and Jim is hanging out with us right now. Um, but none of his yeah. comments are interesting enough to put up on the uh, on the board here. So I'll, you'll just have to I, take my word for it. I do love Jay Washington. I do too. For the episode, Leo not getting kicked out of the house. Um, I like that goal. Yeah, sure. It's, sure it's hot do. outside. I, I'm I'm good with being inside. <laughs> so the San Antonio Gunslingers are going to the playoffs for the first time in franchise history. I know I posted that on our announcement page, and I I feel like there are going to be people out there that go, no, actually, actually, when we played North Texas, the winner of the North Texas game in the end of the season in that first season, got to go to the championship. So that was basically a playoff game. Here's the thing. A playoff game is a game that was not scheduled. If it is not scheduled and not on your regular season schedule, you can call it a playoff game. That game was on our schedule. Yes, it was for all the marbles. And yes, the gunslingers didn't come up on top in that game, did not get to go to Charlotte and play the Thunder. Uh, The Bulls won the AAL championship that year. But if it's a scheduled game, it's not a playoff game. Am I wrong, Leo? Technically, you're right. I mean, it was a scheduled game. It was for the championship of that division, um, but only because the champion was going to be, you know, selected based on record. Mm-hmm. And then the champion of that division would go to the championship against uh, against the champion of the other division. But there was not technically a playoff structure, like you said. So they were scheduled games. So I guess it depends on the way you look at it. So for the first time in franchise history, the San Antonio Gunslingers go into the playoffs, but it's not the way we wanted to go in. I'm not going to lie. Like going in as the third seed, going in uh, to Carolina, uh, much has been made and much should be made about the NAL in its history and the record of home teams in the playoffs versus road teams. It's something like 13-2. and two. Um, in the NAL for home teams, 
That doesn't bode well, but that doesn't mean anything either. It's all about this one game. It's all about this contest against this team. Um, we can talk a lot about the history and the, the the statistics and all of that kind of stuff, and none of it really matters. Like We could spend hours chatting about that stuff. It all comes down to one game. And the That's San Antonio all- Gunslingers have the opportunity here to punch their ticket to the championship game. All that stuff is based on history, and history is exactly that, history. So, you know, what matters is this one game, that that one time. All it takes is that one time you break the streak, you you know, you go against the mold, whatever. And and yeah, like you said, it's 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 not what we wanted as a fan base to be able to uh, be at home and and support our team support the gunslingers and and get that that crowd noise behind them and that support but i mean i'm kind of torn if if i'm a player or if i'm if i'm coach shaw or coach rich like if you get that home game after a carolina loss which or uh which didn't happen as we know right do you really do you really feel like, I, 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 there's a part of me that wonders what inside their brains, inside their head, like what they actually prefer. Obviously, you prefer to be at home. But is there kind of a piece of you that wants to go into their home crowd and beat them the same way they came down here and, and did that to us in that last game? And also knowing that, you know, you're a competitor, but you also understand it's kind of a fluke of math and scheduling because of how things turned out with the NAL this year that you get that home game and knowing you're not really the deserving team of it. And you don't want anybody to hold that against you. You want, you always want to play the other team's best. And you're saying, well, if that's them on the road so that we can prove this is where we belong. And it wasn't because of the aid of some fluke or some uh, circumstance because of the NAL issues this year, as far as the league wide, uh, maybe that's a little bit preferential when you're, you know, an, a competitor. You're the ultimate competitor, and you want to, you you have something to prove, which this team really does. So here's the thing that works out well for the Gunslingers if they were to uh, surprise a lot of people around the NAL and around indoor football or arena football. Um, if they were to win a championship this year, nobody could say boo about it. Nobody could say a word. Because they have to go on the road against Carolina and they have to go on the road most likely against Jacksonville. And so if you beat both of those teams, no matter what happened earlier in the season, you know, we heard a lot of, well, it's just one point wins. And then as the back half of the season started to happen, see, they were they were just a fluke. And all of those things, like, there's a little bit of truth to that. Like, they were just one point wins. And we were falling apart, it felt like, in the, in the back half of the season. And so... You know, if you win these next two games, nobody can say anything to you about it being some sort of illegitimate championship. If you had the home game at home, uh, if you had this playoff game at home, there would always be that argument about, Mm -hmm. well, but they didn't, they really shouldn't have had that game there. We should have won that game. We should have been the home team and won that game. Uh, Zach Brown, when I was on Inside the Walls earlier this week, Zach Brown, incredible player, incredibly physical player. I like Zach Brown. If, yeah, if one day we saw Zach Brown in a gunslinger's uniform, I would not be upset at all. 
Uh, I like Zach Brown a lot. He came on the show, and I mentioned uh, this was in on Tuesday's show, and I mentioned something about a quirk of math and this, and, and he was very frustrated with that. He was like, it shouldn't be that way. And I'm like, well, it is. I mean, that's just the way the math works. And he goes, that's not fair. Well, it is fair. It's math. Math is by its definition fair. Not <laughs> like, partial, that's, that's, right? Mm-hmm. That is what math is. Um, there would always be that argument if we had uh, somehow, you know, backed our way into a home playoff game, there would have always been, that's gone now. You're going to have to go to Carolina, go into Greensboro, beat that team. You're going to have to go into uh, Jacksonville and beat that team. And if you do both of those things, ain't nobody going to be able to say a word. Brian Winsloff checking in with us and says, does he like a little bit of chicken fried? Every time I say Zach Brown's name, I'm like, that's right, right? I'm not getting that wrong, am I? Um, In fact, over at Inside the Walls, they call him the one-man band, Zach Brown. Uh, because the Zach Brown band, if you're not a country music fan, that may not make any sense at all to you, but, mm. uh, Zach Brown band in country music, chicken fried, one of their songs, Leo, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. So I'm guessing not, you don't listen to a lot of country music. Huh? I, I don't, I don't, not, not my <laughs> thing, but, but Hey, it, it applies. It applies. Sure. So yeah, exactly my point, you know, um, it's back to the road warriors and, and, and maybe it's fitting because that's how, that's how the gunslingers got to where they were is at the beginning of the season, playing all those games on the road and being the road warriors. So uh, maybe it's a little bit of getting back to getting back to your beginnings um, and we'll see what happens. I mean, we're not sitting yeah. here. I mean, we are, we are sitting here and trying to paint Rosie you know, red and blue colored pictures, uh, red, white, and blue po- colored pictures for the gunslingers faithful. Of course, you'd rather have a home game, but we're also being honest and saying that's not the way you get a home a home game, a home playoff game. It's it's in all fairness, Caroline deserves to have that, and and now now they do. But now it's it's statement time. It's do or die time. Like for real now. But and, but you bring up a, a great point, Leo, that I actually had not considered yet. And that is the early part of the season when we were winning close games, but winning games, because in the back half of the season, we had some trouble with that whole, you know, winning games thing. The front part of the season, that was all on the road against teams that were supposed to be better than us. Well, now we're going on the road for the next two games against two teams that are supposed to be better than us. There is, there is hope here. There is light. It is, it is small, um, but there's light at the end of this tunnel right now. They can do that. Like anybody that writes off the gunslingers right now, uh, Hasn't they, been paying attention. they could even be right in the long run. They, we, we may lose the guy. I, I don't know. I think we'll win. I think we have as good a chance as any other game to pull out the win. I don't think Carolina is head and shoulders better than us. And no. I'm going to talk a little bit about Jacksonville in a few minutes because I think Jacksonville made a huge mistake this week. Anyway, um, they 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 can do this. They can absolutely uh, end up with the championship this year, and that was the focus the whole year. You didn't end the season the way you wanted to. You didn't have the record you wanted to. You didn't have the home game you wanted to. Guess what? None of that was the goal at the beginning of the season. Nobody I talked to around the Gunslingers was like, we sure hope we make the playoffs. We sure hope we are above 500. 
Uh, I know Ralph is is checking in here, and he's on uh, YouTube. Four and eight last year, eight and four in the playoffs this year. First full year of ownership in place. No one should say anything now. And he makes a good point. But I talked to these folks, and you can say, well, yeah, what else are they going to say? But the goal was a championship, and that is still possible. Um, the thing is, they're going to have to leave everything on the field two weeks in a row. Um, they're going to have to go out there and play tight, solid football, and stay in these games right up to the fourth quarter and then win them. That's how they won those games early in the season. That's how they're going to have to win these games in the playoffs. Here's the thing I'm going to say, and I hate to disagree with you, Ralph. I love you, Ralph. Um, uh, you know, I had this thing I told him about, you know, calling the uh, Judkins judgments uh, because when he comes on and gives his opinion and, and, you know, backs it up with, with stats and facts and, and he, he brings a, a lot of, a he lot of knowledge and, and a good perspective. But when you're looking at the overall picture and yeah, he's right. You know, four and eight last year, no playoffs, eight and four this year, playoffs, full year under ownership, a lot to be excited about. And I agree. A lot to be excited about. Look forward to to you know more success for the gunslingers, and and supporting our team being ravenous uh, gunslinger fans. But to that, fans of their teams are not happy unless their team is performing at the level that they believe they are capable of performing at at any given time. Beginning of the season, end of the season, middle of the season, you can judge a fan that's been paying attention and watching their team. They're not happy unless their team is performing at the level that they know that their team is, is capable of or believe their, their team is capable of. Uh, you could come away with a win, and it's an ugly win, and you're happy it's a win, but at the same time, you're talking amongst other fans, and you're going, man, we can't play like that next week or we can't play like that against uh, Jacksonville or insert team here because we'll take a loss and we know we're better than that. You know, you're happy to take the win, but when you take a loss and you know, you're not playing at the level that you're capable of that just digs in at you that much more, a little bit more and records. You don't care about that. And what we wore last year, we don't care about that. And, what we could be next year because of the trage trajectory that the franchise is on. You don't care about that at that point in time. You're looking at what is the team doing right now compared to what you believe they're capable of. And that's what, that's what football fans do. That's just, that's a football fans nature. So when you mm -hmm. look at these, these losses lately that I'm not including this last loss. Okay. When you look at the, the losses prior to that, and you saw that what we talked about a couple of weeks of not looking like you're in control of the game or you even could believe you could be in control of this game and coming out and just not having that that fire at the end of the game and you know whatever it's decision making play calling turnovers lack of stops all the stuff we've talked about till we turned blue the last couple of shows we said last week despite the loss at carolina we came back with a with a new perspective from what we had the week before because of what we saw on the field. And that's why I said anybody that right now it dismisses the gunslingers and think Carolina has this next game won because they're at home and you know the history of the home playoff teams and those records. If you're dismissive of San Antonio gunslingers, 
you weren't paying attention last week because there's a lot that we took from that game. And now Coach Shaw, Coach Rich, and the team have had two weeks to build on that and put that together and improve on that for this next week. And Carolina doesn't know what they're going to get from the gunslingers. They really don't know. And meanwhile, the gunslingers know exactly what they're going to get from Carolina. And that makes them dangerous. Doesn't matter where the game is at. And you know what's great? We had a three-game losing streak at the end of the season. Uh, anybody around the Gunslingers organization doesn't feel great about where you where we are. You know what? You can wipe all that out with two wins. You win the next two games, and nobody will talk about going 0-3 in July. Nobody will even mention it. Won't be a thing. Won't even be a conversation. Nobody will say a word. You win the next two games, and you earned it. Uh, you earned it all the way because you have to go on the road to do it twice. Um, and that's got to be the motivation. Like we've said this a couple of times in the season. I have the motivation should be, well, there's, there's no, if you don't, if you can't get motivated for the playoffs, you should not be playing competitively. No. You should go play intramural football somewhere um, or, or backyard, you know, or, or park league football, whatever that is, uh, flag football with, with your local parks and rec department. If you're playing competitively and you're playing to earn a paycheck, no matter what size that paycheck is, and you can't get up for the playoffs, you don't deserve the check you're getting. And I know that sounds harsh, but I'm serious. If you can't get up for the playoffs, you should not be a professional football player, in my opinion. Yep. Am I wrong on that, Leah? No, you're hundred percent right. And I, I don't believe I don't believe that's the case with, with anyone on this team. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think it could be the case on some of these other teams based on what I saw this week from a certain team in Florida. Um I I am not impressed with Jacksonville. And you know what? There's a whole side of this that I did I've really debated with myself about whether I'm gonna bring up or not about this Jacksonville Carolina game that we just watched where we were all cheering for the Sharks and the Sharks did not even play Castronova, did not travel four or five guys at all, showed up in name only and played a game against Carolina. Um, A couple of of things about that. A, I knew I didn't like the Sharks. I knew I felt weird to cheer for the Sharks all week last week. And now I remember why. I just don't like them. It's okay. Sometimes there are teams you don't like the way they handle their business. I don't like the way the Sharks handle their business, certainly in this game. I would understand if you brought your starters out, played the first quarter, and then you sat them all because you don't want to risk injury. Like, I get that. But it's like swimming or running. And I've never been a swimmer or a runner, so I'm taking this on other people. But if you take a day off as a swimmer or a runner, it hurts you. You take a couple of days to recover from taking a day off. Runners, you don't have to run full out every day. You don't have to swim uh, hard every day, but you stay in the 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 rhythm. Yep. And if you take a day off, you lose that rhythm and it takes you some time to recover. I'm not sure that's not going to happen to the Jacksonville Sharks. Because here's the thing. They lost, and they expected that because they didn't play their their MVP. They didn't travel for their guys. They did not call the game in such a way to win the game. I was shocked 
halfway through the game, Jason Gibson was challenging something, and I'm like, why? Why are you? You don't expect to win this game. You have no desire to win this game. What are you throwing a challenge flag for? That's ridiculous. Um, they had no expectation on winning the game. I understand that. But mm-hmm. they got embarrassed. They got dominated. The whole game, they gave Carolina uh, ammo. If, yep. if Carolina is the team that comes to Jacksonville to play them for the championship, there is no way Carolina is not going to revel in this win. I don't care who was on the field. I don't care what it looked like. We beat them once. We can beat them again. I really think Jacksonville made a huge mistake. And that's why all week long I pounded this drum of Jacksonville's not going to do that. They're going to go out and play the game. They may still lose because they may not play full out, but they're going to at least run through the motions. Um, and play the game. They didn't. And I think I know why. And this isn't conspiracy theory stuff. And this isn't me being a sore loser. It is what it is. The Gunslingers had their chance. They could have won any one of three games at the end of the season and made this moot. So I'm not griping because this isn't fair to the Gunslingers. And this is what we always know about these organizations, but sometimes we forget. And I forgot it all week last week. The Jacksonville ownership and Carolina ownership are connected. That's they're right. Con- they're connected with each other. And it, it is what it is. And that's not the best system in the world. But look, we have trouble holding on to teams as it is. These two teams are stable, but they are connected. Why wouldn't those ownership groups want home playoff games in both of their stadiums? Well, of course they would. It's more money in their pocket. It is mm. a better look for them. It, so all of the stuff that I thought last week about, yep. you know, Jacksonville is going to would rather see San Antonio than Carolina. So they're not going to give Carolina the easiest path mm. to the playoffs. All of that becomes moot when these ownership groups are connected and they go, Hey, we, we both want home playoff yeah. games. So if you guys take it easy and we play all out, you know, yeah, it's real nice when both your teams have home games. And look, that's the way it was. I'm not saying that's a a conspiracy or not fair. The gunslingers had their chance to make that move. They did. But if I'd have thought of that last week, I might have changed what I went on three different podcasts and said last week about what I was thinking Jacksonville was going to do. I might have, if I'd have factored that in, I might have thought a little differently. I think Jacksonville really made a mistake. Look, they're going to beat Orlando. They can beat Orlando at half speed. Like they could be playing at half speed and beat Orlando. Orlando couldn't. How do you go into the playoffs? How do you go into the playoffs knowing you have to go play the best team in the league and you fart around with the worst team in the league and lose in overtime? Orlando's not winning anything. Orlando is done. The game between Jacksonville and Orlando is uh, the most footnote of footnote games of all time. <laughs> like that, that is you not a thing. You don't think they were kind of saving themselves for, for the, the game no. that counts next week? No, no. Okay, fair. Just, just asking. They had a chance to have a tune up game <laughs> to get ready for the playoffs. This have one quarterback in to pick a quarterback and play a whole game with them and let them, figure out being the quarterback. They couldn't even do that. They changed quarterbacks halfway through the game. The one thing I said on um, 
Friday night show about the uh, Orlando team is they need to pick a quarterback and stick with it, and that needs to be their quarterback in the playoffs. They couldn't mm. do that. They couldn't even do that. You know, Orla Orlando <laughs> Predators, property of West Texas. Yeah, so Orlando is going to the playoffs. Yeah, they, I mean that's how it worked out. That's that's the record. Yeah. That's what it shows. But they lost to the Warbirds twice, and the Warbirds only have three wins. Yeah. That's how it worked out, though. I mean, I, I hadn't thought about your point, and that is a very, very interesting point. Um, when you're you're the same ownership and you can have two home games, that's a lot more revenue opportunity there, it a is. lot more money. Um, and this, you know, this league is about, for the most part, this league is about making money. Um, sure. For a lot of these, a lot of these, it's these a ownership business. groups, that's it's a business. That makes me. I mean, there's 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 separation between what we have here in San Antonio and many many others. Um, to to that point, I I wonder. You flip you flip the scenario. You put the gunslingers in that position. Do they throw a game, knowing the people that you know in our organization, knowing the coaches, the players, knowing ownership? I don't think they throw a game. Honestly, I don't know. I would think so. Knowing that, knowing Fred Shaw. By the way, if you're checking in and you're like, "Hey, they said they would have Fred Shaw on the show this week," that didn't work out. Um, I reached out to Fred a couple of times in the past couple of days, and uh, apparently he just couldn't make that work. Um, so we're not going to have Fred Shaw on tonight. We will try to get him on um, sometime here in the playoffs or as the season draws to an end, just to get his take on how things went this year and where he's happy and where he's not, and maybe looking forward to next year um, or whatever the case may be. Um, but I did reach out to him a couple of times. He requested um, to come on this show tonight. And so I reached out to him a couple of times, but I uh, uh, guess he couldn't, couldn't uh, make that work. And that's okay. Uh, he's got a job to do. He's got a game to get ready for. So I understand. Yep. Go coach coach. Um, let me do the podcast. You go coach because we don't want to switch roles. Um, uh, you don't want me coaching and, and you doing the podcast. Um, that would be bad. That would be good podcast and bad team. And we don't want that. We want, um, what we got. Yep. So I like what, uh, I like what coach Q has to say here. Yeah. This should make gold. The, the, this should make, the gunslingers team mad and want to get the ball first and score on the first drive. You put so much pressure on the QB that he gets frustrated. So there's a lot this week for the gunslingers to be mad about. Mm -hmm. There's a lot for them to be mad. You know, you've said a couple times now, they, they had a chance to make all of this a moot point. Right. So there there's, there's something for them to be mad at themselves about. Look in the mirror. That's first and foremost, because a few weeks ago we were looking at, you know, getting excited about ho for sure hosting a, a, a home playoff game. We didn't think there was any way possible that that wasn't going to happen. They're not going to lose three straight at the end of the season. Yeah. Are you kidding me? So a few weeks ago we were you know, for sure getting ready for our first, you know, home a professional football playoff game in a long, long time. And then even beyond that, we're looking at the possibility of hosting a championship game. You know, now there's still a chance of that just because of the, you know, math, like we talked about earlier. Right. But 
that home playoff that home playoff game opportunity is gone. Right. And it's nobody's fault but but the gunslingers. Nobody's fault sure. but ourselves. You, you can't know, so blame you, Carolina, nope. you can't blame Carolina. You can't blame Jacksonville because they didn't come play in the last game. That's not their job. Their job is not to make sure you have a home playoff game. That's yep. not the way they run. They made a decision based on what that was best for their team or their organization or their organizations, um, whatever the case may be. You had your chance. You can't blame Jacksonville because they didn't show up to play, and they didn't show up to play, and that yep. was frustrating. But yep. you can't blame them. Nope. So you, you you look in the mirror, you get mad at yourself. And sure. then you look at the other side, and you look at this Carolina Cobras team, and you get mad at them. There's a lot to be mad at them about over the last home loss, uh, the physicalness of that and the, the altercations that happened there and the unnecessary stuff that we talked about last week we won't get into. But there's stuff there to be mad about, the officiating, uh, the head bobbing, all that nonsense. There's a lot to be upset and angry about there. Um, and then the fact of this whole thing that happened this past week and the realization that, hey, that might have been exactly what the plan was from ownership down on both organizations – Something else to add onto uh, your bulletin board. There's a lot, a lot of things for the gunslingers to be really, really nasty and angry about this week. And an angry team with a lot of talent, the way the gunslingers are, and something to prove, which they do have a lot to prove, is a very dangerous team especially when you're playing a team at home and now maybe they, they relax a little bit and say, Oh, we've got them. we got their number. We beat them two times. We beat in them a row. twice. We're here at home. We got this. Yep. Let's do they look past San Antonio a little bit because Jacksonville is waiting and Jacksonville is still Jacksonville. Do they yeah. look past San Antonio a little bit and go, well, we beat them twice within the last month. We're here at home. That's not really the game we have to worry about so much. I don't think they look past the gunslingers. I do think they have a certain amount of confidence, though. But I don't think they look past the team. I think they know they've got a job to do, and they know that this isn't going to be uh, super easy. But I think they have an amount of confidence where it's they, they believe we've done this already a couple of times. If we just go out there and do the same thing, we're going to get it done again. But I think that, I think they're going to have to do more to get this to get it done this time. Um, and to Coach Q's point on that on his comment, um, when you come in angry like that, and we actually some I don't remember who it was. Somebody said the same thing to me in the last home game against Carolina, where we won the toss and deferred, which is the usual strategy, which is smart. That's that's you. That's the strategy yeah. you usually go with. But when you're trying to make a point and when you're angry about something. Maybe you do want the ball first. Maybe you want to put the pressure on them. I don't know. That's a good question. I see his point, and, and there's, there are things about that that I like, but there's also the strategy aspect of it where you know this game is all about possessions, and right. you, ho you hope to get the stops that you need, but they're not guaranteed. So that's why right. the possessions actually are the difference makers. Um, in, in theory – if you win the toss and defer to the second half and you win the first half, you're going to win the game in theory. Because if you defer and you get the ball first in the second half, if you can be ahead in the first half, you get one more possession. You, you have 
an extra possession in the second half. And so you should win. You should be able to get at least two possessions ahead of them. And if you can do that, you're in a good spot to win the game. So I understand deferring. I get what you're saying, Coach Q, and you're coach and I'm not. So uh, I would defer to you in that particular case. But my brain and my analytics say you always defer if you win the toss. If you get the ball first, you stuff it down their throat. If they win the if they win the uh, kick and they defer and you get the ball first, yes, absolutely, stuff it down your throat. But if you get the option, my brain says, no, you always defer. Um, because if I can win the first half, I get the ball again. And if I lose the first half, I still have the first possession coming out of the locker room and I can catch back up. Um, but that's just my brain. I, I would have to, I would have to defer to a coach on that. Jay Washington, did y'all see the flag from Malik Henry on the head nod against Jacksonville? Yes, we did. Yes, I did. If I'm San Antonio, I'm talking to the refs pregame to watch for it all game. I can tell yeah. you, Jay Washington, that I believe that has already been the league has already been notified of this concern. I believe. I have no, I cannot be sure. But my information is that the league has been made aware of this particular anomaly, and that may have even been why there was a there was a call. Well, it was brought it was brought up in two podcasts this past week. It was, <laughs> and we're <laughs> bringing it up again. Was. So, uh, and we do know that there are uh, people that listen, high up people in the league that that do listen to each of those podcasts. So. Arlington Lane checking out. What's up, Arlington? What's going on, A-Train? How are you? Uh, and Abel Chavez Garcia, a good point. We need consistent deuces. Here's the thing about deuces. If you are relying on deuces to score your points and get you caught up or get you ahead, or if you need extra deuces to win, you're going to lose. But if they are the icing on your cake, you're good. Like if you can if you can do it without the deuces, the deuces just make it easier to do it. But don't you cannot depend on deuces to win a game. No, but if the other team is consistently making them, like the gunslingers have it's, unfortunately had that situation happen to them multiple times in the last And it's going to happen again. TC Stevens is, yeah. is we're dealing with them again, so if, if that's what's going on, then yes, you do need in order just to keep pace. You 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 got you got to hit those because, uh, like we've said, it's a game of possessions, and those deuces are chipping away, stealing possessions from you. They are. You got three they of them are. is a possession right there. So yeah. and then and then the one point as well, uh, or I'm sorry. Uh, um, this um, is yes. Abel Garcia is correct right here. Then we need stops. Yes, we that's need the one. Turnovers. Yes. yes. We need 100%. To... I would love to see the San Antonio Gunslingers play the kind of defense that they became known for in their first two years as a franchise this week. Um, I know a lot of you weren't around for the AAL days, but it was a powerful defense. And last year in the NAL, the one thing you could say, even when we were having some trouble winning games, was, man, defensively, they're really good. Um, we haven't seen that this year. And I would love to see the kind of gunslinger's defense 
that we became known for in our first two seasons in the playoffs. Um, if you do that, dude, be great. Yep. A-Lane saying, saying he's good, but he's finding out there are fake Twitter or X AFL teams. We're not going to talk a lot about the AFL, but I did want to point that out and say, yes, do not believe mm-hmm. everything you read on social media. Some of that stuff is not real. Like the AFL. Anyway, uh, moving on. Rob Tudkins. Stick <laughs> <laughs> that a step further, did we? <laughs> Winning. Score every possession. Get one stop. Get the same number of deuces as the opponent. True. I mean, that's true. Um, in, in a vacuum, that would work. That's a formula. Um, Jamar Washington says, I'll take bar balls over deuces. Bar balls can be a big deal, man. Bar balls can be a big deal. Yes, those are nice. And I will take them over deuces. But there's a lot of factors to get those to work where the deuce is just simply on the kicker. Right. You're yeah. right. Yep. You're right. Uh, Gary Vaught, if you don't make defensive stops, you will not win. I I, I think he's right, folks. I think you've got to get stops. You've got to fourth. You got to force fourth downs. You got to get stops or turnovers. And we've been giving up a lot of third and fourth down conversions. Crucial. A lot of them. Some on penalties, which kills me. As a fan, I get so frustrated when we give up a fourth down stop in the end zone on a penalty, on a pass interference penalty that was absolutely unnecessary because the ball was really actually uncatchable. Not that I'm thinking of anything specific. Uh. Oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I specifically remember that exact play you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I would love to, that that needs to be a, uh, a goal. And I don't know how to make that better. I'm not a coach. I've said that plenty of times. But I know that a lot of teams, I followed a lot of high school teams, and high school's high school and pros is pros, and I get that, that make an emphasis on everybody on the team being aware that it's third or fourth down. And mm-hmm. everybody in the stands being aware that it's third or fourth down. And sometimes that's as simple as everybody on the field and in the in the uh on the sidelines holds up that four together so that we all understand this is an important fourth down. This is an important down because it's fourth and we can get the ball back here. Um, I have seen that be effective on certain levels of football where everybody on the team just centers. It's a motivational tool. It doesn't make Mm -hmm. you play better. It doesn't do any of those things, but it just centers everybody that, hey, your absolute best effort on this next play because it's important. Yep. Because it's important to us, and it's important to you, and it's important to the coaches. It's important to everybody. Everybody is head in the game right here because this is important. If we can force an incomplete pass or get a sack or stop them before they can get to the line of game, this is important. Um, and so maybe something like that, if there's anybody out there listening uh, that's part of the San Antonio Gunslingers coaching staff of just a centering moment on the important downs that something that you guys work out amongst yourselves um, that just says, Hey, everybody lock in. This is important. They're they all to do it. I yeah. realize every down is important, but lock in on this one, because if we get a stop here, 
we're getting closer to winning the game. They they got to do it. They got to do it all game long. This game, Philip. This game is fourth down. This is the fourth down right. game. <laughs> Absolutely. This is it. This is the fourth down game. The game is fourth down. The 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 mantra we've talked about. We talked about last last show. You know, one and zero. Oh, this goes beyond that. This game. It's it's there's even more a sense of urgency because the whole one and zero oh thing is we're going to worry about today and get that one and zero oh because. Uh, Tomorrow we'll worry about what's next. This game, there is no tomorrow. This is if the fourth you, down game. If you want to end the season that we've had on a four-game losing streak, going home in the first round of the playoffs, like nobody wants that. Nobody can possibly like this has got to be everything they have, every single thing. There are no possessions that's just like ah darn we didn't get it and i feel that way sometimes i i don't want to i don't want to pile on anybody and i'm certainly not going to call anybody out by name but i feel like we don't convert on a fourth down and there's some folks that to come off the field and like well darn next time no not next time now every down every play it's got to be now um because i think carolina's coming in with that men's mindset I think Coach Fuller is coming in with that mindset, and you can beat them. You're you're talent wise, you're a better team. Zach Brown is great. Evans is awesome. Malik Henry is playing a wonderful season. You are a better team than they are. Like you have more talent. You are a better team. Yep. But you're gonna have to prove it every single play. You can't come. You can't not convert on third and fourth down and come off and go. Oh darn. Um, it's not all darn. It's convert every time, every single time, every play. That's right. Coach, Coach Q says defense is, defense wins games in arena. So keep the defense focused on what the objective is. Keep the ball in front of you and play your man hard. I do think we do a fairly good job of keeping the play in front of us, but I think a lot of offenses have figured out that to do that, we are dropping back a little farther and giving them a soft middle of the field, and so they have adjusted their offensive strategy to take that soft middle of the field and get it in the hands of a playmaker and then just chip away a yardage. That's what I see against the gunslingers a lot more. We don't see a lot of getting beat on the long ball. We see a lot of dinks and dunks all the way down the field. And whether you like that offense or not, it can be effective and it has been. Um, at least that's what I'm seeing. I'm no coach. Say it again. For the people in the back, Abel, Gar Abel Garcia says, "I want Kali Juice or Spider Man or Ings to play so good NFL teams call after him. Call them after <laughs> yeah. Him. yeah, heck, heck yeah. yeah! I'll be interested to see what we do at quarterback. Um, my expectation is that it will be Robert Kent. That was a big question that I wanted to ask um, Coach Shaw if we were able to get him on the show." Um, not that I think he would have told me. I wouldn't tell me. Um, but yeah. I, I'm I'm curious at what's going to happen at quarterback. I think I th that this is one of those games where you might use both guys. I was just going to say that. I I agree 100%. I don't think you can go back. Uh, you, you've got to start Robert Kent Jr. at this point. Um, he I don't think he did anything in this last game, despite the loss to make you feel otherwise. Um, I thought he played 
pretty well. Um, and, and we saw some things from him that we hadn't seen from Arvell in a while, as far as uh, the deep ball accuracy and um, uh, recognizing certain uh, players being open uh, after the play broke down. We saw him do that and commented on that a couple times, Philip, if you remember. Um, but Arvell is such an incredible talent and has so much ability. It's it's a it's a waste to just have him on the sideline and not utilize that at certain points. So I 100% agree. I, I normally, and this is for those of you guys that have been watching or, or following this show for a long time. Now going back to the commander days, this is probably the first time ever we have had this outlook on a quarterback situation saying you should go with both guys, coach, because every single time that's come up, we've always been a proponent of you stick with one guy and go with that continuity, that rhythm. Unfortunately, because of these Iron Man rules, you can't use it to your best ability. I don't think. Although I don't know. I don't hundred I'll be honest with you guys. I still don't a hundred hundred percent understand the defensive offensive specialist crap. Um, and by the way, to that end, I'm done with Iron Man. I'm ready to go back to regular yes. football next year. But that's a conversation for the end of the year because we still got to play under those rules. But if you could work it out as a coach and figure out how you do it with the uh, the substitution rules, can you imagine breaking the huddle with Robert Kent under center and your motion receiver is Arvell Nelson and the defense going, whoa, wait, what's going on here? Hold on. Wait, stop. Timeout. We don't know what we're looking at here. Are you going to stop and throw the ball over to him and then throw the ball this direction? Is Arvell actually going to run a pattern? If you needed that one play to score and you could find a way to make that happen, you could, and, and there's tons of other stuff you could run off of that. You could have Arvell run a pattern. Mm -hmm. You could have, uh, you know, uh, a pitch to Arvell that is then a pass as long as it's a pitch backward. Like you could do a ton of stuff out of a package like that if you could figure out how to deal with the substitution side of things. I wish we had uh, – Ralph is really good at figure, knowing those rules and, and having all that figured out. Uh, Gary Vaught says Iron Man will not go away. Chris really likes it. I know. And the owners really like it because they can have shorter rosters and save some money. And I get all of that. I just I'm done with it. I, Your I don't think it's as good a brand of football. Is not as good. Period. Your I product is not as good with the Iron Man aspect, especially with the players you employ. That's a conversation we'll have, like Philip said later. But it's not built for the players in this league, or vice versa. The players in this league for are not players. built for 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 Iron Man. There's a reason they don't do it on any other level. Yep, there is. You don't There's get, you don't get don't as do good it. football. It's not as good a football. Yeah, nope. absolutely. Uh, Alex McSwain said he forgot it was Monday. What are you doing, man? <laughs> Appointment viewing. Appointment listening. Hey, it's he saw you so many times this week on the other shows that you, you, <laughs> you threw his whole calendar off. <laughs> I've seen Phil on a podcast in the last four days. It can't be Monday yet. Yeah, yeah. that's that's entirely possible. Um, I mean, this is this is for everything, and I'll be really honest. Um, I I 
I don't see any reason why they can't go to Greensboro and win. No. I mean, I don't. I would probably now I'll, I'm going to sell myself out a little bit here and say I would probably come on our show and say that anyway, even if I felt like it was going to not work out. If we were Orlando, the show would be different in a lot of ways. But, uh, you know, uh, this particular show would be different. But they can do this like they can beat this team. Yeah, I'm not saying they will. I'm saying they can. They, they are can. capable of it. Um, which is unfortunately where I live a lot of my life in uh, my football fandom is they can. I'm not saying they will. Um, that's kind of the world of my professional football. Uh, you guys say they will every single year. I don't. I think. If, I think if you will. I mean, I make jokes, but I think if you listen to me when I when when we get into football season. As a Cowboy fan, I am one of those that say they're capable. They have the talent. They could. Let's see if they will. Um, and then I make my jokes about how we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. But mm. by the way, did you know we're going to win the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, you already made that guarantee. I did. Because um, <laughs> why not? Abel, Abel Garcia says, watch party. Great question. Yep. Uh, they are currently working out the details. It will not be at Alamo. It will be somewhere different, and that's part of what I think is slowing down the process and the reason Alamo already has an event scheduled. That's not on Alamo. They're not bailing on us. They just they already have something on their calendar, and sometimes it works out that way. Uh, they have a soccer game that they're playing uh, that they've got on that night. So uh, there will be a, wa a watch party. Pay special attention to San Antonio Gunslinger's social media. We will also... Uh, blast it out here as soon as it hits. Uh, I've heard some of the possible places, but I'm not even going to throw any of that out so that I don't mm -hmm. confuse folks. Right. Um, but there will be a watch party for the playoff game if you're not going to Greensboro. Anybody going to Greensboro? Greensboro. Greensboro. Well, look, I don't know if the gunslingers are going to the championship game. I hope they do. I want them to get the win in Greensboro and punch their ticket for the National Arena League Championship game. I don't know if the Gunslingers are going, but I do know that the Smoking Guns podcast will be at, part of us, some of us, one of us, me, uh, will be at the championship game in Jacksonville on the 4th. Which means, if Orlando wins, I'm going to be really bummed. Like, if Orlando ends up winning the game and it can't be at Jacksonville... Then he won't uh, be at the I, I won't be at the championship game, that's for sure. <laughs> Here in Actually, San Antonio. <laughs> um, but through a weird quirk in my schedule, I'm going to Florida that weekend. And so I talked my family into flying into Jacksonville that day, staying the night in Jacksonville. And I'm staying about a, a mile from Vistar Veterans Memorial uh, Arena. So if the gunslingers go to the championship, I'm going to be there. Um, and if the Cobras go to Jacksonville to play for the championship, I'm also going to be there. But uh, I'd rather not. I'd rather, you know, I'd rather go see the Gunslingers play in the championship. But either way, Smoking Guns podcast is going to be there. Um, or at least part of us um, is going to be at the championship game. Yahoo! We did it. <laughs> we got to a championship <laughs> game. It's been a few years. We've been trying since 2020. 
2019. I'm sorry, 2019. Yeah, no, no. I was at the XFL championship game. Oh, and that's so right. We were, both and were. so were you. You're right. You're mm-hmm. right. And, uh, and so was RC. And yeah, so, yeah we RC went. was too. We were all there. We all went to that one. Uh, but we tried to get to the AAF championship game. Mm-hmm. We had flights. Mm-hmm. I think we had a hotel. Yep. And then there was no AAF championship game. So Bummer. that didn't work out. Um, yep. But yeah, NAL championship game. If it's in Jacksonville, I'll be there no matter who they're playing. But I sure hope they're playing the Gunslingers. I texted as soon as we made the travel plans, as soon as everything was booked, I text uh, the general manager, James Steubing, and I said, okay, if you did not have enough motivation to motivate your team to get to the championship game, I'm going to be there. <laughs> Hope to see you guys for the September 9th event in St. Louis. St. Dirty, Louis. I am working on that. I right. am working on that. There is a chance that I will be there. Cool. Um, yeah, that's a, an event that uh, the other X Fan Legion show, or the the these the one that started the entire X Fan Legion. Um, uh, and I say the other like there's only one other one, and there's not. There are several, but uh, the parent X Fan Legion show. Uh, the uh, X fan show as, as it goes, uh, yes. they are throwing an event uh, in St. Louis for battle Hawks fans primarily, but all XFL fans and they oh, have cool. extended an invitation. So working on it, dirty. Very cool. Lolise says you're going. She says, we'll oh. be there. We'll make it. Hey, there you go. She's the boss. <laughs> She's the boss. So I will not be there because I will be recovering from travel. Uh, over the next two weeks, I am traveling through like five states and flying across the country. And I- I've got all sorts of places. Walk Watch party is at walk-ons. Ooh, breaking news. For sure, breaking news. And an exclusive jersey for sale. Uh, is that the one you liked or the one I liked better, Jordan? He sent me two. And I can pull up a, a, a picture of it, but I sure don't want to get people excited about the wrong one because they both look great. But there I was one know. Jordan liked better and one I liked better, and I need to know which one, and then I'll 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 leak it if you'll let me. Um, but I got to know which. Oh, both. 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 Let's leak those. I, I'm, I'm ready. I haven't okay, seen them. Let me get them all set up and uh, and over <laughs> so that I can leak them. She's the yeah. boss the last time. <laughs> Last, last time this, this week. Time last week, yep, he was looking for a place to stay. That's absolutely I was, true. I was out on the curb, thanks, thanks to some lies that my fellow co-hosts here put out there. You weren't the only one, though, Philip. You weren't the only one that that that's, said these these falsities about me. That's what I heard. <laughs> I I I don't know. That's just what I heard. Um, she is the boss, though. Like if she says they're going. You can start booking it because because they're going. Uh, I have to send something to myself at the same time I'm talking, so that may be difficult for a second. No worries. Um, so yeah, just to confirm, they're dirty. It looks like we will be going. I don't know as far as making the championship game um, in Jacksonville. Um, probably not. Just uh, I don't know. I don't know that that I'm going to be able to make that. That's that's a fair enough long trip. 
in in just a couple of weeks. But uh, regardless, regardless, uh, I'm glad that that Phillip's going to be able to be there, and and uh, hopefully there'll be the gunslingers there as well. Now, if, actually, if the gunslingers are there, that may be a little bit more motivation um, to get to get well, like a we've talked about a bus or that's a long drive though that I've made three times in my life. And I, I it think is. I, swore I wouldn't do it again. That is a <laughs> long drive. Crow arena talk checking in saying, hold on. Jacksonville got a win for yeah. We already went through that. They're going to win. Um, we're not worried. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Obviously I booked, I booked a flight specifically into Jacksonville, <laughs> but it is a rivalry game. I mean, they're rivals, right? Orlando and Jacksonville. And you said before that anything could happen when it's a rival. Okay, Stranger maybe not anything. Happened. Maybe not anything. <laughs> I just don't see it. Like, you can't beat West Texas. Well, I, I don't see them. No, no. I hope that they're in such a funk. I, I mean, we understand this is just talking about hopes and dreams, but. Wouldn't it be great if they were in such a funk after screwing up like you said they did in this last game against Carolina? They absolutely did. Like that's uh huh. And and they've totally lost some rhythm, and you know, something happens and they're just not who they were prior to last week in this next game. And Orlando plays because Orlando has talent, and they play the best game of the season and come away with a win then, I mean, that'd be great because the Gunslingers have a chance of hosting the championship game. So, I mean, that's better, right? That's better than you being at the championship game in Jacksonville. Like, that's I would be better. the only one that wouldn't be at the championship game. No, you said I don't you, like stopped that. A, you stopped a second ago and said you still might be able to make it. But I don't know. We'll 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 see. Lots of me. Which, which game, I, I haven't looked at the schedule. Which game happens first? They are both uh, at the same time. Which They're is simultaneous. A big miss. Wow! By the National Arena League, I went on to, on Tuesday. Uh, I went mm. on the Inside the Walls podcast and begged. You can go back and watch the video now. I think it's actually up now. You can go back and watch. I begged the league to stagger those starts, and they don't listen to Philip uh, apparently because they are both at seven p.m. Eastern. They both take place in the Eastern time zone. Um, which is 6 p.m. here. Both games this week will be at the same time. I think I had the wrong time on our um, promo for today's show because I was go going off of Ticketmaster. Never trust Ticketmaster. It also oh. said that it also said that Carolina Cobras were playing the West Texas Warbirds in the playoff game at 7:30 instead of 7 o'clock in San Antonio. So that's my bad for trusting Ticketmaster. Uh, you ready? You ready, Leo? Yes, I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, here you go. Exclusive at the watch party. You can pick up your throwback 1984 uh, San Antonio Gunslingers jersey. Wow. Did I lose you? Okay, there you are. No, I, I'm I'm sitting here in shock looking at that. <laughs> and then you're so quiet waiting for my reaction. That I thought I maybe I lost you for a second there, but nope. I was I'm just looking at this with my mouth open, going, I when when is it gonna stop? When is my when is my wallet gonna stop the bleeding? It's definitely not gonna be this coming week because 
That jersey is sick. But wait, there's more. Oh, you ready? Yeah, lay it on me. Oh, what is that? That is a black hat. You may have to. Yeah, you. I don't. Can I make this larger? Um, you may have to get right up to. Is that like skulls in the back? The screen? Yeah, yes, are. it is. Wow. Red and black, blacked out logos, uh, San Antonio across the shoulders. Pretty stuff. Wow. Okay. And <sighs> you may notice on this particular Very cool. jersey, the red and black, up on the shoulder, uh, it says Texas AVL. That is the audio video. I, I asked Jordan, who who's Texas AVL? That's the uh, uh, effects company audio video stuff that they use. Okay. Okay. So there you go. There's that one. Uh, this is the one I liked. Yeah, that one is this, this I, was my favorite. That's my favorite. I like the too. other one. They're, too. they're both pretty sick, but I I mean this one is I love the I love the colors. I love I love kind of like the throwback 80s look to this thing. And yeah, well, and um, if you if you're paying real close to it attention, the old gunslinger gunslinger logo logo is embedded into the black here in a grayscale. Just yeah. nice stuff. Big, nice big cowboy. Stuff. Good Man. looking stuff. As always, Jordan knocks it out of the park again. Yes. Coming back up with to, some great stuff. Go back to the other one real quick. Did did you already say what is on the sleeve opposite the gunslinger uh cross cross guns? So the sleeve closer to the one. Uh, the closer to the one that's a that's a John Wayne logo, a JW, the, the JW circle logo. Yeah, okay, that's okay. the John Wayne logo. Yeah, it's kind of hard to see it on this image in the red on top of the black, but that's that's pretty sick. Very cool, love them both. Um, man, Ralph Judkins says Texas AVL does the lights and sounds at Freeman, TSP works with them as well. Agreed. They're beautiful. I love them. You can get them exclusively at the watch party on walk on at walk ons on Saturday night as the San Antonio Gunslingers travel out to Greensboro and play against the uh, the Carolina Cobras. All right, we need to be bigger. Good stuff. Yeah, love it, Jordan. Love Jordan. Very cool. Abel as, Garcia as, says those are going to be at the watch party. Yes, they yes. are. They are going to be at the watch party. They'll be there. So you can buy a a really cool jersey while you watch your gunslingers win a playoff game on the road. Right? Yep. Very cool stuff. At walk-ons. Yes, Abel is asking at walk-ons. It will be on at walk-ons. It has been confirmed just earlier on the show. Yep. Did they say which walk-ons? Uh, that's she a great one? question. That's a great question. Yeah, let's see if we get confirmation on, on the walk-ons location. James Palmer says, are they 4X and can I go ahead and pay for one now? No, you got to go to the, the watch party. You get them exclusively means exclusively you can't buy them on the show 
We've never sold them on the show. I'm sorry, Leo. Leo even looks a little upset that he can't buy one right now. I do yeah. love the 80s stuff. There you go. 1400 Pantheon Way, San Antonio. That would be up in the uh, rim. No, I'm sorry. That would be over in... Um, I believe that's the one off the 281. Forum. Or the Forum. I'm looking it up. Uh, yeah, we got to look it up. <laughs> Riveting radio, folks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's the one yeah. over at Hollywood that's Park. The one off 281. Yep. Yeah, so that's... Uh, did we did we have a gunslinger's watch party there previously? I think we have. I know we had we used to have the uh, commanders watch parties there. The very uh, first I, event we did it as a podcast I think was at that one. Yeah, that was the when uniform unveil. Yeah, the quarterback um the quarterback draft and the uniform unveil was at walk-ons if you're with us way back in the commanders days. So yeah, absolutely. Very cool jerseys. Um, bring four X's to the uh, <laughs> to the the, the watch party. Um, I'm gonna make a trip out there. For sure. <laughs> I got to. So this is the first foray into the playoffs. Yep, for the San Antonio Gunslingers. And, you know, there's nothing left. Like, there's no other reason. Um, th there's no reason they can't win this game. None. Not if you've been paying attention. If you haven't been paying attention, then you would argue because you would you would say, oh, you know, would look at some of the games uh, previously. But if you've been paying attention and watching what's happened the last couple of weeks, then yeah, I mean, if you you're know. just one of those trolls that just pops up when the gunslingers are struggling to make a point, you wouldn't know. <laughs> yes. But if you've been with the team through the whole thing, you know that they're just as capable of winning this game as any other time. But, you know, trolls are going to troll. Um, he says they have the whole patio, which will be closed in, and uh, they will have bar access. 4X will be available first come, first serve on those. Uh, Alex McSwain asks, is this Robert Kent's last season? As far as Robert Kent has said, yes. This will be his final season. He is not playing football anymore after this. He's going to concentrate on coaching. He's already got a coaching job up in North Texas um, at uh, as a quarterback coach for a high school up there. Um, he's been a teacher before, and now mm -hmm. he's moving into coaching. Um, so yes, as far as I know, this will be Robert Kent Jr.'s last season, um, which, you know, two more games, um, and, and he needs to go out and win both of those games and he can leave on a great note. Yep. Yep. That, that, that would definitely be a good send off for, uh, Robert Kent Jr. After the great career that he's had, um, and hopefully that's that's the way it's going to work out. I mean, um, the Gunslingers have a lot to prove this week. We all know that. We've talked about that already in this show. And it, it's do or die. This this is this is the this is their their last chance to go out and 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 show show the doubters, show the the people that that don't know the haters, the trolls that you're talking about. 
this is their opportunity to prove them wrong. Um, or, you know, for those trolls and those haters to, to say, well, see, I told you so, but you know, that's going to happen no matter what. So, but this is, right. this is a chance. This, this is their last chance and they know this, they know it themselves. And uh, that's why we believe they're going to be focused and they're going to come in and grow on what we've seen happen these <laughs> last couple of weeks. Michael Wayne Davis, if the gunslingers pull through and win both games, can we retire? RKJ's uh, number in honor of an awesome career? Here's the thing, Michael Wayne Davis. Hmm. That number was no, never supposed to be one worn by a oh, gunslinger. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed yeah. to be the fans' number, and that didn't work out. Yeah, if you go back to the, the original plan... Back with the original ownership group, the right. number the number twelve was a, a number that was never going to be worn by a player. But you know, things change. Ownership group has changed, and that's no longer the case. I'm not upset um, that he's wearing my number. It's fine. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody. <laughs> I don't think anybody in the fan base is up, upset with that. And having right, a number hanging number. in the rafters would certainly be a cool thing. But it's my number. Well, then we can hang your number in the route. Every time we walk into Freeman Coliseum to watch a Gunslingers game starting next season, you look up in the after, in the rafters and see that number 12, you can tell people that's my number that's up there in the rafters. Sure can. That's Why does it say Robert Kidd? Go for it. No, Lolise. Lolise says it's mine too. That's not correct. Because as we all remember, <laughs> and if we don't, I'll make it very – I'll tell the story again. The first number 12 fan jersey was sold to this guy right here, which means y'all are all wearing copies of my jersey. Yeah, um, yeah. That number 12 is mine. And uh, it, even if it says Robert Kent on the banner, he's wearing my number. Uh, I don't, I'm not mad at him. He can wear it. I'm, I'm allowing him. That's cool. Um, but yeah. Uh, Gary Vaught says high school's already started. High school football practice. Hope they let him miss the first couple of weeks. I, I, I'm, I'm certain for a playoff push, um, he will be able to to find a way around that or find a way to deal with that. Alex McSwain, this is a great question. Will the NAL announce its expansion teams before the end of the season? If they're Ooh. smart, they will. Yes. Well, we keep hearing about a announcement coming any day now. Oh through, yeah. You know, through d different channels, and I'm just wondering when that any day day is going to come because the sooner the better. Yeah, yeah, we would love to hear some news about the NAL like right now, right, right, right now <laughs> would be great. Um, I will tell you, Alex, that I expect aggressive expansion in the NAL. I can't tell you what I know or what I have on pretty good authority or what I've even guessed because I have a little bit of all of that information. But I can't say because it has not been confirmed. And I don't want to be one of those guys that like, oh, they said on the Smoking Guns podcast, because I don't know. But I I know that they are doing some ex, uh, expansion and some aggressive expansion, it looks like. And that should be announced anytime now. Like anytime. Anytime. Look at maybe uh, St. Louis can get an expansion team in the NAL. I don't know, that's fine. That would be great. That would be, great. That, would be that would be kind of cool, actually. Um, so we could continue 
talking smack to each other to Mr. Right? Arlington and Dirty and those people up there. That would be fun. I don't know if St. Louis is a market that's being considered, but that would be cool. I wouldn't mind it. It would. There are definitely rumors out there. If you dig out there, you will see stuff. Lots of stuff. If you're um, a fan of Connect the Dots, mm-hmm. you go out there and find enough information, you can connect the dots. And, and if you're a fan of the NAL, you'll like the picture it starts to produce. Yep. Um, it's out there. Prefer, like some, the, the information is out there. Yep. Some people prefer chicken. Others prefer beef. I don't know. What kind we of got like. the rebound nets and that is awesome. I do love the rebound nets. I was talking with somebody um, the other day about some of the changes um, that could happen. And one of the things like Iron Man. And one of the things that I said is I love the nets. Like I would, I would hate to lose the nets. Yes. Um, if, if something were to happen and um, the nets were to go away, that would, I would, I wouldn't like that as much. Like that no, would be great. I agree with you. The nets are fun. The nets what make this game uh, just that little bit, that next level of, of entertainment and fun. Keep the nets. Get rid of the Iron Man. So, yeah. So, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Chris Chris Siegfried, if you're listening, and we know you are. Uh, nets, yes. Um, the Iron Man. Not so much. We tried it. It, it was a worthwhile experiment. We learned what we wanted to know. We don't like it. Um, Iron Man can go bye-bye as far as we fans are concerned. And the players I've talked to feel the same way. So who's holding it up? If the fans and the players agree, sounds like we need to go that direction, right? I think, you know, there's a case, like we said, about the the profitability aspect and, and you know, it's a, a lower sure. cost for ownership. For sure. But I also think if you talk to ownership and and they look at it and they understand that it's a it's a lesser quality product that they're putting out there for the fans to watch with going with the Iron Man, and there's going to be a benefit to their product by going away from it. There's there's a lot to be said for that there and to consider, and I think they will. Arlington Lane says lose the Nets. That wouldn't be cool. It's an important part of indoor football. I don't blame you for what you're saying. You're right. The Nets are an important part. However, uh, that is the arena game that has the Nets and indoor football. They are different slightly um, is actually the one that doesn't have the Nets. Um, it is if you have injuries. I don't know saying, what that's is it, He's saying, is it like, is it more profitable if you have injuries? Oh, that's a great, so, that's a great point. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, to answer your question, that's that's right. another advantage right. of doing away with it. <laughs> Ralph Judkins always making it clear for everybody. Uh, nets equal arena football. No nets equals indoor football. That's not all of the differences, but it's certainly a good place to start. Uh, Alex McSwain says, I feel like Chris needs to listen to team owners. So if the team, and he does, by the way, because that's his boss. Um, so if the team owners collectively bring something up, Chris would do something. I agree. If he would prefer Iron Man and all of the owners came in and said, no, no, we want uh defensive and offensive specialists across the board. I think that's the way it would go. I, I will tell you, I think the majority of owners 
like the shorter roster. It saves mm-hmm. them a certain amount of money. And it is what it is. Like, uh, you know, eventually I think they'll change their mind. I, I wouldn't look for it to be this offseason, honestly. Um, I think we'll have a, another year of Iron Man. Just, yep. just I, I think most of the owners are, are doing it. This is exactly what I was talking about earlier. Arvell on yep. short yardage situations? Yes. Yeah. yeah, the guy can the the guy the guy punches the ball in great. So you were Anything saying inside the five yard line, I'd give it to him. So you were saying earlier that you're not sure if there's an ability to actually utilize both quarterbacks in a game because of the rules. Now right. the rules you're talking about are in fact the Ironman rules or substitution rules having to do with the Ironman situation because you you can only have a certain amount of players designated as your offensive specialist. Right. Um, which the gunslingers designate Kali Rashad as their offensive specialist. Correct. Um so if you throw Arvell Nelson into the mix, it's not necessarily because he's a quarterback. I mean, you could list him at any position. It's it's uh, the consideration that if you if you throw him into the mix, then all of a sudden he's also having to play defense, not just right. offense. And we don't know if he's comfortable doing that in any right. And I'm sure there's a way to make it work. Sense. Probably yeah. gotta get creative, but yeah, I don't know. That might be a tall ask, and you know. When you're a quarterback, you don't want to be out on the field playing defense and then take an injury. That'd be the last thing you wanted to do if you if you're Arvell Nelson. So that's that's Certainly. also that's Certainly. also a big ask. Alex McSwain, any word on the NAL championship being on network television? I would say that if we haven't heard anything by this point, uh, you're not gonna hear anything at all uh, about that. That it will be on YouTube. Um, and, and that's what we could expect. I, I think if that deal had been done, they would have announced that by now. I could be wrong. I was wrong about a, a bunch of stuff last week. Um, I went one in three in, in indoor slash arena football last week in the playoffs for the IFL and then our games in the NAL. I guess both of those wrong. So I get, I, I'm wrong sometimes. A lot lately. Like, hey. <laughs> Pipe down over there. Hey, Johnny. Good to see you, Johnny Salazar. One of our buddies. Uh, yes. Late to the party. You'll have to go back and watch the first half. First part of the show. I don't know that it's going to be half because there's not much other, not, not much left to say. or There's not a lot to say about Gunslingers other than just win, baby. Just win, baby. I, as much as that pains me to say that, <laughs> Mr. Davis from the Raiders, but yeah, it fits. It fits this uh, this occasion, for sure. Philip was wrong about the words coming out of Leo's mouth, says Alex McSwain. Yes, I got you, about eighty percent of that. Com- of Thank that, you, that Alex. Out. <laughs> yeah, but that other twenty percent <laughs> was real important, though. <laughs> Depends on your perspective. Uh. Phillips, since you're wrong, are you not going to choose the gunslinger? Hey, there's a strategy. So they'll win. There's uh, a strategy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not picking the Cobras. I'm going to tell you that much right now. But you know, um, sick and tired 
of these bleepity bleepity snakes. Yeah. On this bleepity bleepity field show. I don't want to talk about them after this week because they're done. I mean, look, if you're if you're looking at the game and you're going specifically, what do the gunslingers have to do to win? Specifically, they need to get two, three, four stops. I don't know if those are fourth down stops, uh, turnovers on downs, or turnovers, but three or four of those, and um, keeping the pocket clean for Robert Kidd Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Palmer says better play calling. I, you know, I'm out. I, I would like to see a little more creative play calling. Let me say it that way. I'll add on to your stops and say when you get the stops, capitalize. You have by to capitalize on converting on the other side. That that's the key. absolutely. When that's you get the, the stops, you have to capitalize on them. Otherwise, it's a wasted stop, and it doesn't. At that point, it almost doesn't count. You force a turnover like we did. What what game was that? That was the Carolina game in Carolina. Yes. That we forced a turnover, took it down the field, did not score. Yep. That's a that that doesn't count. That that's not a turnover anymore. That doesn't actually, count. Actually, <laughs> Philip, it's worse because if you happen to be down, then not only did you not capitalize on that, you time. you burned a bunch of time and you're in the yeah. same same situation. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so I would like to see some more creative play calling. I, I would go with that. I would be interested in that. Um, it seems like at times we're a little predictable. Um, and, and that may have been cutting the playbook down, um, to basics cause we were struggling a little bit offensively. And then we had a, a new starting quarterback last week. Yep. Um, I 100% believe in number 12's ability to run a capable offense because I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it for the North Texas Bulls. I've seen him do it for the San Antonio Gunslingers. Uh, Robert Kent Jr. is capable of running uh, a full, creative, solid offense. I've seen it happen. Um, so open it up. Like, leave nothing. There, there's nothing to save anything for. Uh, and that goes to everybody. That's every offensive player, every defensive player, every special teams player, every coach. Um, the, the, the medical crew, the water girls, the, you know, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing to hold back on. Nope. Uh, because there's if no you tomorrow. don't win this game, it's over. Yep. Um, and it's Utilize, over in the worst way possible. Four straight losses. Jeez. Utilize your weapons. I mean, you got a whole, uh, you got a whole lot of them. Kali Rashad, Kendrick Ings, uh, Philip Barnett, Kadir. I mean, it just the list just goes on and on, and you know, we've only had one game with an opportunity with with Ings and and uh, and and Kali Rashad on the you know right. at, on the field at the same time. The first game that Kendrick Ings was back, Kali was with an injury, couldn't play, so we just right. had last week, and we saw a little bit of it, but but not a lot. And that's what I'm talking about. These two weeks that they had to build on, that's that's a huge addition right there, Kendrick Ings. Uh, whether which way you want to look at it, Kendrick Eanes being the addition or Kali Rashad being the addition coming back from the injury. Um, sure. And then Philip Barnett, your big solid target that's normally um, very dependable hands 
you know, that's the other thing that I like to throw out there. The, the drop passes can't happen this game anymore from any of the guys. You're right. You know, and, and there's been some drops, some key drops, and, and you can't really single out any one guy. It's been it's no. been most of them. Um, and it was alluded to earlier, and I hate, you know, I hate going to that and because uh, you can't rely on it, but the officiating was definitely – very questionable the last game and hopefully this crew gets it gets it right and gets it better this time because it will really really hurt to lose a game because of officials um that needs to be fixed there was a lot looking at that last game that could be corrected and could go better and hopefully it does but you don't want to rely on that you control yeah. what you can control right. catch catch the ball when it's thrown at you you know give your quarterback a good pocket you know, make the plays when you have to, make the stops when you have to, don't miss tackles, uh, things like that. Be disciplined. Don't get the silly penalties. All of that has yeah. to happen. It's fourth down, watch, every down. Watch the ball. On defense, watch the ball. Don't watch Malik Henry. I don't know if they're going to call him on it or not. We've already discussed his head bob, his leg movement, which is not legal in the NAL. I don't know if they're going to call it or not. So don't depend on him. Don't depend on keying on him about when to go watch the ball, um, which was something that rightfully so. Uh, Fred Shaw got upset in Carolina. I'm sorry, in San Antonio. No, yeah, in San Antonio when the head bob became an issue in that last game against the Cobras on the very last penalty we got, Fred Shaw was beside himself looking at his defensive line and pointing down and saying, just watch the ball. That's all you got to do. Um, don't key on Malik because they may they may let him off. No defense, uh, no defensive pass interference on third downs or fourth downs or any down or any down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any chippy scrums in Carolina? You know, these guys are all competitors, and so I expect every game in the NAL for the rest of the season to get chippy at some point. Mm-hmm. Because everybody is, they've all been playing each other because of the teams we've lost in the NAL. They've seen each other more than they usually do, than you would usually see another team. Um, they're all um, competitive and want to win. I expect every game. Orlando and Jacksonville, Carolina and San Antonio, Jacksonville and whoever they play in the championship, I expect all those games to get chippy at times. Yes. That's a tough one, though, because you want them to play angry. You want them to be mad, but you don't want them to overdo it and get silly penalties called, uh, you know, because of uh, emotion, uh, overdoing it, being a little too chippy, taking the last shot. Everybody knows in football, it's the second guy that gets penalized, not the first one. Always. Always. And, uh, um, yeah, that's always – that's just the rule. That's how, that's how it always works. Um, and Carolina – they have some guys on there that like to instigate. So sure do. You gotta be angry, you gotta be mad, you gotta be chippy, but you also gotta be controlled. You gotta control your emotions because yeah, you can't let it them between get the, the better whistles. of you. Yep. Yeah, keep it between the whistles. Uh, you can't take the dumb penalties. You just can't. What else gunslingers wise, Leo? Just win, baby. That's all there is to it, man. I mean, we've talked about it now for two weeks. Uh, that that's all it is. It's do or die. There's there's no more. There's no more. Well, we'll get it next time. There's no more excuses. No. 
No. So and and everybody's got to do their part. Like there's nobody that gets a week off. There's nobody that can come out and not take full responsibility for whatever happens in this game, win or loss. Everybody needs to be able to say I did my part. That is from like I said a minute ago, the water girls all the way up to the head coach. Everybody mm-hmm. has to do their part. 100%. Um that's the only way you're going to win this game. Yep. And then you got to go to Jacksonville and do it again. Like you got to do it twice. Got to do it two in a row. It is what it is. Let's get the first one before we start worrying about Jacksonville. Um, But you got to do it twice. Um, Everybody's got to be completely bought in. Yep. There's some XFL news, Leo. There's some stuff going on in the XFL. There is uh there's stuff happening tomorrow that I wish I wish it was happening today so we could talk about right. it on the show, but all this eight one that we need that that they're kicking around and saying, you know, tomorrow's the day. Um yeah, I've, it's been I've across assumed, the league. Mm-hmm, Everybody every has every team's put it out, so it's not something Brahma specific. Um, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what the plan is, I don't know. Some of you guys have been messaging me and like, what's going on on the first? Man, they ain't telling me just like they ain't telling you. Um, they ain't telling anybody. Nope. Because they've kept a pretty tight lid on it. Usually, if you have your ear to the ground, you start hearing, I think it's going to be this. I ain't heard none of that. Yeah. Alex McSwain says his money's on a schedule release. I just think it would be so early, and they're not sure where Houston's playing yet. So yeah, some of those venue questions make you question that. Um, yeah, make you wonder about that. I I was thinking it's a schedule release too, but you bring up a good point with uh with the uh, question marks about Houston, and then and then also Orlando. I think they're doing renovations in that stadium there too. I think I read somewhere. Yes. So yep, I heard that. So it might be a little early for that. Um, I've also seen some things, people speculating that maybe it's going to be some hype stuff um, where they're going to reveal some alternative uniforms and colors. That's a possibility. That's more, that's more money-making opportunity for uh, Under Armour and, you know, the the league, uh, especially if they get it in gear and offer better stuff this year than they did the first year round which was a big complaint from a lot of fans as far as the jerseys and the merch. Yep. So I, I don't know. I really, I really am curious to see what this, uh, this reveal is going to be. Uh, Jay Washington says Houston will most likely play in the MLS stadium, unless there's a scheduling conflict than rice. I like the idea of rice stadium better just based on where they're located um in the city getting in and out of the city if they go to the mls stadium where the dynamo play it is right in the middle of houston which means you got to get in and get out of houston and that sucks yeah i just drove through there today that sucks i'm just gonna tell you um rice is is still in toward town but at least you don't have to go into downtown to get there um, I love TDECU. I realize that they have no control over renovations and uh, the renovations have to be done at a time when Houston's not playing. I don't understand why they didn't do renovations now. Um, but, I, you know, 
I'm sure there's a reason. Uh, they certainly want them done before they go to the Big 12. Are they starting the Big 12 this year or next year? I think it's next year. Next year. Hmm. Um, so last year's merch was trash. He, he comes back and says trash. I don't know. I sure bought a lot of, a lot of it for it to be trash. Um, um, it wasn't the best quality stuff, honestly. Nothing compared uh, well, to the, the jerseys. Merch. Oh, no. That's, the Gunslingers merch is, I mean, just design-wise, you know, Jordan just knocks it out of the park every year or oh, every sure. every week. Um, sure. But, yeah, the, the uh, XFL merch left a, a lot to be desired, um, especially on the jerseys. I myself couldn't bring myself to pay that much money yep. for the, I didn't the, get one either. the official jersey. I was excited about getting one, and then – and then I was just like, I don't know. I'm going to wait a little bit. Yeah. And a lot of people did. And that's, that's fine. I mean, it's. If you've got to get it, I'm okay yeah. with it, but just don't expect me to, uh, to, to follow blindly. There's, there's a limit and they found it. Um, 100, $130 to wear uh, the rock's name on my back is not it, man. Just not it. Gunslingers merch makes the NFL merch look sad. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, we saw today that Reed Sinet, who was quarterback for your Brahmas, he played, he started one game. Started one game? Yes. Started yes, one did. game. Uh, he will be playing in Denver. It, not, no, not no. Denver. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Cincinnati, who's dealing with uh, an injury to Joe Burrow. That's That's rough. a tough one, man. Poor Joe Burrow. Yeah. That guy can't, can't seem to stay healthy. Can't help but feel for the guy. Um, lower leg, I think it said it, it was a calf. Yeah. Uh, injury. It's a calf injury, but they're expecting it to take some time to heal, which may mean into yeah. the season. That's going to be rough. I watched, you know, the plays out there. You can see it on social media. Um, first of all, I question in any uh, in in any training camp why you would have your quarterback running, which he was running on the play. Um, training camp, baby. And secondly, um, I was relieved to hear that it was the, you know, that it was diagnosed as a calf injury, and they expect you know several weeks or whatever right. the time because it was a non contact deal, right? non contact injury. And looking at it, I thought it and might that be makes you nervous, least, man. Yeah, does. I thought it might be an Achilles, and that would have been worse. Uh, Bridgewater? Was it Bridgewater's non-contact oh, injury where his yeah, knee just Teddy exploded? Yeah, I mean, that makes you nervous because that was that was detrimental to that guy's career. Not his season, his career. Um, so you worry about a guy like Joe Burrow, who is a really solid quarterback. So Reed Sinet's going to be over there. Alex McSwain uh, says Burrow's fine. They just want to play it safe. They said a soft tissue, soft tissue injury. That's your uh, franchise guy. I mean, that's the smart thing is. to take. You still hate to see a guy get hurt at all where you have to consider that, and he's your franchise guy. That's that's not where you want him on did the sideline. Did you get an opportunity to watch any? I did not. Did you get an opportunity to watch any of the, uh, the combine for the XFL? It was right smack dab in the middle of my workday, yeah. which made it tough. I did tune in for a little bit and saw the guys that were running it, interviewing uh, players between drills and stuff like that. But 
Um, it certainly wasn't a, a long time that I could stay, you know, stick around and, and look at it. I, I tried to, but honestly, I didn't, I didn't hit the moments that were, that was anything key that I could, you know, really focus on or take from. Um, I will say out of that, you know, you had all the coaches there and they did interview. There was an interview of, of, um, of, um, Coach, um, oh my brain, my my brain just drew a blank. Uh, um, <laughs> the Brahmas coach, our coach, <laughs> his name Ward. I can't think of. Heinz Ward, thank you. <laughs> rhymes with uh, what were we saying on the show? We were coming up with all kinds of things to to rhyme with right. his name. Right. Um, anyways, there was an interview that I think kind of was interesting because it struck a chord of a little bit of something we talked about in the season where. We were wondering which approach he was going to take as a head coach in the organization, whether he was going pri uh, primarily for the wins as a priority or whether he was going as number one priority, developing these guys and sure. getting them their shot to play in the NFL. And that interview answered that question. I mean, it, there wasn't even any kind of a where he kind of towed the line a little bit. He said his goal is to get these guys uh, opportunities to play in the NFL and the wins are secondary. Um, I, I love that. And I don't as a Brahma's fan, you know um, you want these guys to have opportunities. You're excited to see them move on and, and, and move on to better things and achieve their, their dreams. But at the same time, we've talked about it. And that was a part of, I think, I think of the challenge of the Brahmas where they were winning, you know, losing uh, so many games to start the season and wondering why they couldn't get uh, more people in the Alamo dome. Um, wins are a big part of that, especially the fan base here in San Antonio. It's a fickle fan base. Like we've talked about before, they want to support a winner. They want to support a champion and Heinz Ward coach Ward has come out and said, and apologized for that and said, you know, it'll get better. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to produce better and, and win games. And then he came out and said that in that interview, which is a little bit confusing. But at the same time, if you're looking at it, you could say, well, if he's coaching them up to play their best every single down and he does a good enough job of that where he's got all 11 guys out there playing their hearts out every level down, every every single down and achieving uh, their potential, then they're going to win games you know, mm -hmm. as a result. So maybe that's the way he's looking at it. But um, it was it was a little bit of a head scratcher reading that interview. I don't know if you it saw is, that, Philip. I didn't. But you know, it's it's it is a minor league system. They are hoping one day that it's a minor league system for the NFL. Uh, that's the goal. That's the way spring football is going to be successful. Uh, we all need to understand that. We all need to understand. And when you go to a missions game or Corpus Christi Hooks game. Um, that's their goal. Do they still want to win? Well, yeah, you've got, you've got 12 guys, you know, 11 guys on the field and, and a coaching staff and, you know, all of that, that wants to win every game. They're competitive. That's what they do. But is the ultimate goal getting guys ready for the next level or is it winning championships, winning games in a minor league system? It's getting guys ready for the next step. Yep. Uh, that's what you're going to get with a minor league system. It's okay. Yeah, I get that. J Jamar Washington's um, 
comment here. Fickle fan base for professional football. He's talking about San Antonio. But college and high school stadiums are packed. Yes, true. Right. But there's a reason for that. High school and college, um, the 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 um, the the uh, stands are filled with family, with supporters of those players that are on the right. field. That's right. that's the vast majority that's filling those stands. You will support your son or your nephew or you know your cousin, uh, even if the team is not winning. And when it's uh, the college games, it's the same thing. You've got the family members in there as well as the student body in there, and they're just supporting their school. When it comes to professional, there's not that connection, and and that's what we have here. Mo Ferrante, one of our wonderful Patreon members, uh, says wins also help players be seen and increase their chances of making it to the next level. That's just truth, especially skill players. Uh, skill players on winning teams get opportunities. Don't believe me? Go see who, uh, I know it's not our league, but the USFL just had a bunch of guys sign over in the NFL. Go see who it is. It's Birmingham. It's the Birmingham team that was so dang good that they ran through the whole league. Those are the guys that are getting NFL contracts right now, getting chances in camp. Um, your visibility increases when you win games, and they know that. They understand that. Uh, Alex McSwain says, do you think the 8-1 is an official partnership announcement with the NFL? You know, that would be huge. An interesting idea. I don't know one way or the other, but if it is, it's huge. Huge, huge. Um, it, I, I think if you got an official partnership with the NFL, like a full, not a, not a testing the waters kind of thing, which I think is what they kind of had last year. Um, if you got a full partnership with the NFL, you could almost put the USFL out of business right now. Um, they don't have fan bases in their towns, and if they lose the the ability to connect with the NFL, that might be it. CFL partnership would be something that they tried to do last year, um, and it didn't work out at the time. But maybe they re, uh, you know, they renegotiated or went back to the table and came up with the the CFL. We're just throwing ideas up against the wall, hoping something sticks right now. Yeah, sure. But sure. We'll know Uh, tomorrow. Jordan Stupid says, the fan base has been building as I drive around town in the gunslinger truck. By the way, I want that truck. Every day I see more and more people around town showing their support. We're building a brand as a fan base and as a community, and that's the goal. I said this recently or or sometime this season about – our numbers, our, our attendance numbers. And somebody said, you just got to do what Jacksonville does. You know what Jacksonville did to have 9,000 in their stadium? They played football for 14 years straight. When we have a, a, when we're on our 14th year of football, we'll be seeing those kind of numbers too. Um, they have longevity. They have a fan base that they built over time. That's already happening here in San Antonio. No worries about that. Promotional ideas for next year, college night. Bring your UTSA, UIW, Trinity custom jerseys for the first home game. I had another great idea for uh, a promo night or a uh, theme night for next year in March or April. March because it is the Texas Independence Day. April is when uh, we won the Battle of San Jacinto, winning our independence, a Texas heritage or pride or whatever word you want to use day. Uh, If you put together a custom 
Jordan, I'm talking to you. I know everybody else is listening, but I'm talking to you. You put together <laughs> a custom Texas flag gunslingers jersey. Um, I'm at least buying one, but probably more. I put my whole family in those, man. Come and take a night. Yes. Yes. Now we're thinking that's beautiful. Come and take it. Yep. Very cool. Let's do it. Make it happen. Um, Come and take a jersey. We've already, we started a thing now. Yep. That's got to happen. We got the, got to get the flags too. You said flags, like actual flags. To to wave, you know, in in the uh, Freeman Coliseum. Sure. Uh, sure. Take it flags. You know, the Roadrunners had to get rid of that for some dumb reason. And uh, and we can talk about it. It makes me mad. Every time I think Mm -hmm. about it, it makes me mad. It was such a cool thing. Uh, Anyway, going back to the Brahmas, the Brahmas did sign a quarterback. Did you see this, Leo? His name is Matthew McKay. He played at Elon University. Um, I don't know if he'll be your quarterback quarterback when the season starts, but we do have another quarterback on the roster now since we lose Reed and Jack is out there uh, trying to catch on with the camp somewhere. We've got to have other quarterback options. I think a lot of us were okay with having some other quarterback options as it were. His name is Matthew McKay. Uh, You can follow him at pigskin Matt on X or Twitter or whatever you call it at pigskin Matt, all one word. Uh, and maybe check out your new Brahma's quarterback. He's in the in the room. I don't know if he'll be your starter, but he's in the room. So I imagine uh, they're going to bring a whole slew of guys uh, after the uh, injuries that they had last year and the lessons they learned um, on how well, things sometimes don't go the way you plan with your with your QB one. If they want to limit the injuries on quarterback, they need to probably <laughs> focus on that offensive, offensive line. line. Hey, they did in that uh, in that draft. Uh, uh, that what was might it, a, be a, a month big or two ago. They got some guys. They got some guys. They they recognize that. So, so I'm looking forward to it. You know, uh, we talked about it last week. The email. I don't know if you guys went and checked your email and saw that your ticket sales rep is already asking to refer people that don't have uh, season tickets to go ahead and jump on board and they can, they can get them set up with purchasing uh, season tickets for the next season. Um, definitely looking forward to the next XFL season. Um, but what got us started here with that whole conversation with coach Ward, um, a little, a little concerning. I get it. I understand it, but at the same time, a little bit concerned on that uh, point of view. We had a conversation way back in the commander's days when we were the command coast podcast, that if you were going to support this team on this level, you had to be much more concerned with the name on the front of the Jersey than the names on the back of the Jersey. And that is just as accurate today as it was back in 2019. When we had the commanders, you've got to become a Brahma's fan because you're not going to see the same guys year after year. The guys you fall in love with and you love, they're going on to other things. The Parker Romos, the uh, you know the the Reed Sinets, the Jack Cohens, those guys are going to go other places. They're going to move on. You have to be in love with the front of the jersey um, more than the back of the jersey. And by the way, that's kind of true in arena ball too. These guys move around a lot. Yep. Um, we can have guys we love like Robert Kent Jr., Kali Rashad, um, who has been with the team for three straight years, and that is an anomaly. 
That does mm-hmm. not happen all the time. Um, so, you know, you, you, you've got to support the the team over players, over wins and losses sometimes. Um, that's hard to do sometimes, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the mindset that, that you got to have. Loyalty to a team in a city, Brahma Babe says. Hi, Renee. How are you? I know that you've been commenting the whole time, but, you know, um, wanted to say hello. Other things that we wanted to make sure we hit and let you know about, our friends over at the Horns Forward podcast are doing something really special Mm -hmm. uh, this week, this Saturday, and we wanted to make sure you were aware because if you listen to our show and you don't listen to the Horns Forward podcast, A, what are you doing? Friday nights, go check out the Horns Forward podcast. If you don't check it out then, watch it later. It's fine. Um, yep. But stay. They, they are two league all around the league right now, uh, interviewing uh, all the those super fans. Super fans for all of those franchises, Washington and, and those guys. There's a uh, lot of them. Yeah, there's a ton of those guys. Uh, some of the guys from St. Louis, um, some of those guys that don't get the opportunity like we do to get on and, and be honks for our team all the time or getting that opportunity through the Horns Forward podcast, which I think is really cool. Uh, this Saturday out at uh, the Point Park, which is on Bernie Stage Road. Hey, we know where that is, don't we, Leo? Yep, I Bernie certainly Stage do. Road, uh, Saturday, August 5th, 11 to 8, they are doing a back-to-school supply drive um, at the Point Park. Go head out there, donate some school supplies, uh, say hi to those folks. I I won't be able to be out there. That's kind of a drive for me. Um, but we want everybody to go out and support the Brahmas. Uh, XFL fans, the Horns Forward podcast, they're putting that together. And uh, I love when those guys do. I love when anybody, any of these podcasts, do something for their community. So buy an extra box of crayons when you're, when you're school supply shopping this weekend. And then head out there to Bernie Stage Road and make a donation. Eleven to eight. You That's don't a long have an day. Ex- yeah, you don't have an excuse like I just can't get out there. Not enough. Not not in my time window because if you're doing stuff from eleven to eight p.m., eleven a.m. to eight p.m., you got a full day, man. Uh, yeah, there ain't a lot of us that are doing things all nine hours or whatever of that day. And you know what? It's not mentioned on this this uh, announcement here, th- this flyer, uh, but we all eat on Saturday, right? We don't take a break. We're not fasting on Saturday, I guess. Nope. Um, you know, and and this is look at a, me. Do I look like I'm ever fasting? Well, that's that's just my point. Look, look at look at me. Look at this big fat boy <laughs> right here. I can tell you that the Point Park, that that's a food truck park, and there are some really good food trucks there. I have. There you uh, go. I have visited and eaten from a couple of them and there are some really good ones there so you got you got to come out and eat you're, you're gonna eat somewhere on saturday why right. not come out there enjoy meeting some other brahmas fans hanging out have a few drinks eat some food you know Drop donate school supplies donate some school supplies have lunch some, yep go do a little more shopping go to walk-ons there mm-hmm. i planned your saturday for you the Done. perfect day the perfect day. I mean, you just described my day. That's that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Go donate some school supplies. Do a little more shopping. Go to walk-ins and watch the Gunslingers win their their first playoff game in franchise history. Boom. 
day planned, weekend planned. That's easy. No, go yep. out there and donate. Um, and if you have a donation, if you have something set aside and you're like, oh, but Saturday I can't, reach out to them on Horns Forward. I'm sure there's a way that they will figure out collection. Um, and if you're like, hey, I'd love to help, but I don't have time to go do some school supply shopping, um, reach out to them and, and say, hey, can, can I Venmo, Venmo you something so you can buy some crayons with it? I bet you they'll figure that out too. I bet they will. Yeah. Um, and if they won't, you reach out to the Smoking Guns podcast. And I know a lady that loves to do that kind of stuff. RC would be all over that. Yep. Also, the, there's an HEB right there, a big HEB right down the street, right, right, kind of down the street and across the street from it. It's on the way. So, and HEB sells lots of uh, school supplies. So, you can just conveniently stop off there, spend 15 minutes real quick in and out of the HEB and then show up. Absolutely. Cool thing they're doing. Speaking of cool things that people are doing, we are still planning on having our fan drive, but we do not have any specific details for you at this time. Stay tuned into our Facebook page and our social media. And as soon as we finalize details on that, we were really hoping, I think RC was really hoping that we would have a home playoff game where we could do collection somewhere mm -hmm. around that. Um, that doesn't look like it's going to end up working out unless Orlando does something really amazing. And so uh, she had to step back and retool. And then, of course, she's not feeling well today. So uh, she hasn't been able to put that together. But stay tuned to our social media and we will get that information out to you to fan drive. Uh, fans for fans or, or what did we call it last time? Well, it might have been fans for fans. I just saw the graphic I designed for it the other day. It just oh, yeah. ran across it. Yeah. Fans from mm. fans, something fans like that. Fans from fans. I yeah. Um but yeah, the 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 fan drive is still in the planning stages, and we will announce that as soon as we can. Lots going on. Brahma's football is gearing up. Strangely enough, um, Gunslingers still have a playoff game and a championship game to go win. Yep. And the NFL is getting started. Did you forget? Did you not remember that NFL football is coming very soon? Nope. Uh, what what's your uh, what's your coach doing out there, man? Why is he poking other teams? <laughs> You know what? Oh, I don't have a problem with it. Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett did such a poor job that you know he deserves it. He deserves it. Was it unprofessional? Was it a little underhanded? Yeah, but you know what? Own it, Hackett. Own it. I that have was you. Never in my <laughs> life heard of another coach within the first week of camp coming out and saying that the previous coach did a terrible job, the worst coaching job in history. Those is are what, some harsh words. Is what Sean Payton said. And he walked it back because I think he realized that I might have taken that a little far. I don't think Leo thinks you took it too far. It nope. was a uh, you know what? Yeah, not job. just me, most of the Denver Bronco fan base, and maybe that's exactly why he did that, because you know, who cares what the New York Jets fan base thinks uh, thinks? Who cares what Aaron Rodgers thinks about him? 
you know, you care what your fan base thinks about your team going into the season. You want them to be excited about something. You want them to get over this poor taste in their mouth from the last, you know, the last couple of years and last year just took the cake. Um, but, you know, I say, yeah, maybe be upset, but, but show it on the field, Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, you deserve that criticism because you absolutely went out there and had a stinker of a year in your first year as a head coach. Sure did. Can't argue that. It Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has get in the in one week. Aaron Rodgers gave money back to the team that he plays for, and stood up for a coach. What did they do to Aaron Rodgers in New York? That's not, not the Aaron Rodgers I know. Nope, he he's a do different guy. Kind of <laughs> they should be worried. They should be worried. Jets fans should be worried because that's not Aaron Rodgers. Who knows who's taking snaps under center for you guys this year? Because that's not him. <laughs> so much cult drama, Mo Ferrante says. Definitely did not forget the NFL. Uh, and James Palmer said maybe Dalvin Cook goes to the Colts. Here, look, I was talking to my father about this today. Running backs, you, I don't know what to do, guys. I don't know what you need to do, but the, the money that you're demanding is not coming. Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott. These guys that are out there on free agency expecting big money to come their way. Uh, and now you can add uh, Taylor into that from from Carolina, uh, from uh, Indianapolis, who's just going, hey, uh, I want to renegotiate my contract. And Jim Irsay's like, no. You were born in the wrong era. You were. Football. Yeah, it's you too late. Were. You missed that bus where running backs were making the big contracts. They've gotten... Owners have gotten burned on it entirely too often. And they're just not going to go back to it. Uh, Zeke and the Patriots, Johnny Salazar says, he left New England without a contract. That's been the story of Ezekiel Elliott all year long. He's visited like 10 teams. He's left every team without a contract. Left their facility without a contract. Because I think he's asking for too much money. He still thinks that running backs can demand ridiculous amounts of money, and they just can't. Is that fair? Is that right? I don't know. But if I pay you a ridiculous amount of money and you don't perform, which is likely based on what I've seen from running backs, then I have less money that I can spend on everything else. Um, Cowboys are fighting with Zach Martin. I sure hope they get that figured out because that dude is a Hall of Famer. And I would love to see him back on the field, but I heard Jerry say, I got to have that money to pay Micah Parsons. And if the choice is Zach Martin, who is getting a little older, an incredible, an incredible offensive lineman, getting a little older, and Micah Parsons, a guy that's going to be around for 10 more years, if that's what we have, yeah. to, if that's the decision you have to make, that's the decision you have to make. You got to make tough decisions sometimes. Yep. Um, so I would not be surprised if what Jerry said was exactly the way he feels. Brahma babe, loving what's going on with her Jaguars. Sure, sure. We'll see. The Jaguars no are one of those that are going to have to prove it to me. Um, has Dallas franchised anyone? Yes. Tony Pollard. But I don't think he's signed. I'm not sure he's signed his franchise tender. But they did tag him. Um, 
So yeah, the NFL is rolling. Camp is rolling. We're gonna get some. Uh, we get some playoff. We're gonna get some preseason games here shortly, but only three coming up for quick. Team. Um, and I'm happy with that. I'm fine with three teams. Yep. Uh, he signed it. James Palmer said, "Is that Zeke?" I don't know who we're talking about now. Was he talking about the uh, franchise offer? Oh, Pollard. Pollard. Did, he Pollard yeah. did Pollard sign? Okay. Uh, Abel Chavez wants us. Uh, Abel Chavez Garcia wants us to uh, get back around to shooting the snakes. Mm-hmm. Put a hit on Malik Henry early. That'd That's be nice. Always good advice. Yep. That is always good advice in football. You can get hits on quarterbacks early. You can make you can you can make them less effective for the rest of the game because they start here in footprints because they're focused down the field. The good quarterbacks have that clock in their head. And but if you've ever worn a football helmet, you know that if I'm looking way down the field or down the field, I can't cut my eyes over here and see what's going on right beside me. Um yeah. and so if you put a hit on them once or twice, even I mean look he'll be bobbing his head for a different reason. I don't I don't want I don't want anybody to try to hurt anybody there's well no i want you to try to hurt them i don't want you to try to injure anybody but i will tell you that an early hard roughing the passer call is not always the worst thing Hmm. again i want nobody to get injured and if it's late it's late if it's late late that's not cool just put a little fear in him. That's all. But if, you, but if you've got one step before you hit, and he releases the ball early in the game, I'm okay yep. with laying the hit on him and laying it good. Because yep. while you may take a 10 yard, 15 yard penalty, you might do something in the rest of the game. You might you might be hearing footsteps the rest of the game. Who's saying? Again, I want you to hurt him, not injure him. Getting his head yeah. like. Like Everybody under, you understand the difference, right, Leo, between hurting yes. them and injuring them. An injury, you're, absolutely. I mean, you're trying to hurt them. You're, you're playing you're, defense on football. You're 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 trying to tackle them. You want uh, football is a physical game. It's a painful game. Um, you're inflicting pain. Yeah. You're not trying. You're not trying to. You're not trying to make a guy where he he's not able to get up and play the next play. But you yeah. just want him. You want that in the back of his mind. Where like that hurts. I don't want that happening again. And then they start worrying about that more than uh, worrying about reading their progressions or extending plays. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Again, a super late hit is wrong. Don't do that. But if it's one of those that's right on the edge and you would normally pull up because you don't want to get the flag and it's early in the game and you're not sure if they're going to throw a flag on it or not, I'd err on the side of going ahead and laying a lick on him. (laughs) That's just me. It's playoffs, baby. That's not cheating. Is that no? Because if it's <laughs> cheating, if you get penalized for it, you take your penalty. That's not cheating. Yeah, no, I it's got not you. playing outside. It's I'm it's just cheating. Here. Cheating is when your I don't know head coach reaches into <laughs> the field to play and affects the game on the field. That would be cheating. That's cheating. Yes, you're right. Um, yep. But playing the game the way the game is played and doing something outside the rules and getting penalized for it and punished for it, it's not cheating. 
I don't know They're why we would, we would bring up that situation on this show. If that would have Obviously, in professional but, football, no head coach no, never. would reach out and attempt to affect the play on the field. Happy birthday, Coach Gibson. Um, just apropos of nothing. Um, <laughs> and, and affect the play on the field. Nobody would do that. That wouldn't happen in professional no. football. No, no one and in their did right happen, mind. No professional. If it, if it did happen, any league in professional football – would stand up and take a stand and make sure that everybody knew you you can't do that, right? Yep, they would know hey. that you know, this is not okay. Kadir, Spider Man, oh, they're always this. ready to throw flags on us. Yep, yep. We talked about that a little bit earlier, Kadir, saying that you know a lot of what has to go right for us to win this game, um, and one of those things was the officiating needs to be better. We don't want to rely on that though, because you control what you control. control. Yeah, but they need to do better. And it, at least there was an indication last week that they're watching for that that head nod from from Henry. So looks that's like it, yeah, positive move for sure. For sure. Yep. Just win, baby. Gunslingers got to get the win against Carolina. That's Gun- all there is to it. Gunslinger is going to go snake hunting in Greensboro. They're going to burrow the Cobras. You like that? They're going to burrow the Cobras in the Cobras in Greensboro. <laughs> I like it. I'm down. Yeah. Uh, I, I I appreciate that. If Chicken. you are willing and able, uh, you can follow the show on social media. At Smoking Guns Pod. That's Smoking No G Guns with a Z. P O D. We are on all the social media platforms minus Snapchat and TikTok. I am on threads now. I don't know that I'll ever use it, but I'm on threads. We're on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it. Facebook is usually where we interact with folks the most. Yep. Smoking No G Guns with a Z P O D. If you love what we do and you would love to support. There's some people that don't. Some people think we're a terrible podcast. And hey, that's okay. Nobody is forcing you to listen. Yep. Okay? Uh, but if you like what you hear and you would like to help us support the show, we pay our bills as a show and then we do some extra stuff every once in a while with it. We have some incredible Patreons like Mo and Iris Ferrante, mm-hmm. Herman Robles Jr., Kim and Greg Nelson, James and Jordan Steubing, Jay Washington, Gary Vaught, James Palmer, and Alfred Rodriguez. All those folks are awesome because they help us make the show go and help us make the show run. If you would like to be a part of that group and help us support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash smoking guns pod. That's smoking no G, guns with a Z, P-O-D. And you can support the show at a five, ten, or twenty dollar level, um, and we would appreciate it. We we do have bills to pay. We do like to be able to do special things from time to time, like sending a little girl to cheer camp or sponsoring the cheer camp through the Gunslingers, which we've both done with Patreon dollars and also paid our bills as a podcast. Um, so that's where that money goes. We're not making money on it. Neither one Mm. of us is getting rich podcasting, believe it or not. (laughs) Nope. Um, We're spending more money podcasting because we got to buy all these cool jerseys. Right. That we see on the podcast. (laughs) This is definitely costing me money. 
Don't yes. tell my wife. This is definitely costing me money. Um, with that being said, I think we've covered it all. We've talked about the gunslingers. We've talked about the Brahmas. We've talked about the NFL. And we've missed RC the whole time. RC, yes, get better. We'll see you next week. I will be traveling next week. So I'm going to try to check in, but I may not be through the whole show next week as we talk about the gunslingers winning in carolina then again i may be so excited i just can't help it i may show up anyway um we'll see what happens but i will be on the road traveling that is my one day in my trip that i'm spending at my parents house and that's family y'all um so i may be just checking in for a few minutes next week but leo and rc will have things nailed down next week and then we get ready for a championship game and hopefully the gunslingers will be joining me in Star Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville yep. to take on the Sharks and win that first championship in Gunslingers history. With all that being said, when it comes to football, yeah, all the other places we can play, but when it comes to football in Greensboro, Carolina, and in Jacksonville, Florida, those specific places for the next couple of weeks when we talk football, Need to let you know something. 210, it's got something to say. Bang, bang. <laughs>